Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. I tell you what, Broadcast Theater, they have a full season schedule. And its first show, Friday and Saturday night, Nancy Tapkin's going to be here to tell us all about One Night Standards. Then we hear from local visual artist Joe Schaefer what it's like creating on large canvases. He even gets a workout. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly... Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Lift them high, no matter what it might be, a mug, a tumbler, a pilsner glass, a wine glass, a cup of coffee, a glass of milk, or in my case, Jasper Newton, Jack Daniels Diet Coke with the lime. And let's toast meat and greets. Those chances to network, not the big meet and greet of, oh, I got to shake so-and-so's hand because he was having a concert and I was backstage before that. No. Let's get it small. Let's get local. Let's make it mean what it should be. Full Circle Book Co-op having one Saturday night at 7 o'clock. For anyone looking to be part of future theater and acting groups of all kinds. Great opportunity for those that left to be on stage. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. Let Jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility that Facebook comment coming from James, who went on to compliment Ale Hop with the knowledge of the local craft beer scene. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, or you want to add a distillery, Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there. they got a really cool band to do so, too. All you have to do is enjoy the beer. So book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. But if you're already out and about on a weekend, hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro-fans meet micro-brews. It is time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, also Instagram, you are automatically entered. We draw one name each week, and this week we say congratulations to Cage Haverfold. He wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations, Cage. We'll be in touch, get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. By the way, they are part of uh, the pork showdown. Vote for them. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. So what is making Dave smile, giggle, laugh, guffaw, enjoy a nice little tear of joy? Well, let's toast. We already did a Weekend Eve toast, but uh, it's another toast to downtown Sioux Falls. DTSF has the second annual downtown pork showdown going through the end of the month. Now, similar to the burger battle during the early part of the year, it's, uh, you know, one of those where there's many restaurants and you get the chance to vote for your favorite item amongst all those restaurants. 
And uh, so most of all, I just want to say thank you to downtown Sioux Falls. Uh, we spent some time down there last weekend, and it was just fantastic seeing everybody that's all involved and all the different things that are taking place there and making a great place to enjoy yourself. All right, coming up a little bit later, we're going to speak with visual artist Joe Schaefer, but coming up next from Broadcast Theater, Nancy Tapkin on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. For him, every day is a holly day. Here again, Dave Holly. Thanks for listening, everybody. Certainly always appreciate it, no matter how you do it, where you do it, when you do it. That's a great thing about a podcast. You can play it anytime, listen to it, and enjoy great conversations about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And you're saying, wow, Dave, that's a different intro. Normally you start off with, it's always a pleasure. And that it is. And we get to introduce you to a new guest on the Dave Polly Hour, Nancy Tapkin from Broadcast Theater. How are you? I'm very good, oh. Dave. Thank you. It's not the first time we've talked about broadcast theater on this show. We have in the past. Yes, many thank yous. Yeah. I've, I've oh. heard it several yeah. times. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and it's always uh, so much fun to, to go to your shows, too. Uh, the, the BS one especially. Uh, yep. Had a great time at that out oh, of the barn. Oh. That was just so much fun last Isn't that summer. a great location? Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. We're in love with it, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, if somebody's been used to the approach of broadcast theater, mm-hmm. basically, there's a handful of you that are in there, all females. That's yep. why the word is broken into two words, broadcast. Yes, you're good. Have a little fun with that. It, mm-hmm. It's always uh, great to talk about that because you, you find humor in yourselves. Uh, sure. And you did in that show, definitely. Yes. But yeah. for those that have only seen the ladies perform, this show that's going Friday night and Saturday night... Mm-hmm. One Night Standards is going to be a lot of fun, first of all, from the way that it's written out. But you have quite the cast this time, and it's not all female. We do, yes. For for One Night Standards, Broadcast Theater has really taken on uh, the producer role, really. Okay. We The way we threw it out there to people was, we're going to provide the venue. We're going to do the lion's share of the marketing. We're going to bring the lights. We're going to set up the seats. You come self-directed for the most part. A Mm -hmm. few folks have worked with some directors. But you come self-directed and bring the piece that you have always wanted to do. Whatever that is. So that's how we threw it out there. What have you always wanted to do? We're going to give you the venue. If I'd have known this, you'd have had Mac the Knife. Oh, man. Next time. Next year. Next time. Next year. (laughs) So, yeah. So there's tons of variety in it. There's... um, do you want me to chat a little bit about it? Would you please? <laughs> That's why you're here. I know. Um, so we did a little preview at Sidewalk Arts Festival yesterday, or okay. on uh, Saturday. Um, and Clinton Store and Megan Rochelle right. are one of the scenes that you're going to see at the show. And they did a little preview at the Sidewalk Arts Festival on Saturday. Knock out. Really? Knock out, exclamation point, yeah. in bold. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, uh, Clinton, uh, I've seen him, love him. He's been on the show. Yeah. And uh, Megan is a great uh, 
choreographer. And now, but now she's taking on a different me. role. Like, and what's she doing in this? Then, that so she's she's ask. Clinton's scene partner, and mm-hmm. they're they're equal partners in the scene. It's very heavy drama. It's from Marriage Story. Okay, they're doing a scene from Marriage Story. There was a movie that was out a little while ago. Heavy, heavy drama. Wow. Yep. And then we've got some more of that. Ezra Hunter, who's we yep. both um, share as a friend, he is doing some pretty heavy drama. Okay. And then we've got Sue Martin's doing this crazy bonkers song from Women on the Verge of a of a Breakdown. I'm not saying it right. Um, <laughs> we've got Alexandra Thongvan. Oh. She's coming in. She's singing Fever. So she's doing kind of a torch song. Ooh, we've got a little Beetlejuice. So we've got heavy, heavy drama. We've got really, really funny. We've got monologue scenes songs mm-hmm. like it's just it's more of kind of a variety show feel right so there's uh is it 15 or 16 actors i think we're at 13 13 yeah okay and how many scenes doing 12 mon- different 12 things different between things. all the songs and scenes and monologues, right. we're at like 12 yeah all right so you said that uh in terms of broadcast theater in this one you, you've taken on more of a producer role. yeah um Anybody emceeing, or are you all emceeing? Thank you, know, you. Cl- Clinton. Segues? Yep, Clinton is actually our MC. He's okay. going to keep the night on track. Excellent. In addition to yeah, doing, addition to he's doing two things. He's actually doing another scene with Josh Allen. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, the broadcast gals are all in it as well in varying ways, with one exception, Jill's sitting this one out. But um, yeah, Clinton's going to be the MC, and he's going to keep us on track. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so kind of a variety of a show. show are we looking at? Uh, like a 90 to a two hour? Yep, exactly. It's right in that. Okay. Yep, probably closer to 90. But yeah. yeah. Uh, is there an intermission? Or is There's an intermission. There there's beverages. Have you ever been out to vintage events? I have not. In fact, that uh, was one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about. Oh, my Where gosh. Where is it? It is super cute. Okay, so you go north on Minnesota until okay. it dead ends at North 60th. Right. Hang a left. Yeah. You're going about two blocks. You're going to hang a right on a dirt road, okay. which is ditch road. You go about four blocks, and it's right there. There's a little golf driving range, and it looks like you're driving up to this kind of odd place. But once you're inside, it's got so much character. We love it. This is going to be the second time we're out there. All right. Yeah. I so, have not been there yet, so I'm looking forward yeah, to that Yeah, it's got twinkle well. lights, and it's, yeah. it's a wedding venue um, lots any, of times. Any uh, adult beverages? Yes, adult okay. beverages, 100%. Yes. <laughs> and last time, I don't know if he's doing it this time, but Chad, the owner, last time he made pumpkin pie, he made pizza, he had oh. popcorn machine going. Oh. So I think he's going to do the same thing, but for sure, adult so beverages. So I'm, I'm going to go hungry and thirsty. Yes, then. please and, do. And ready to yes. laugh, maybe cry. Yep. Lots of emotion in this if you've yep. got that many different things going on. There is. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, that's just the beginning this year, it though. Is. You have a full season. We do. I'm so excited. Yeah, so tell us, uh, first of all, how did it happen that uh, you you said, okay, we've been having some fun at this. We're let's rack, may, let's maybe not it making a million notch. dollars, but yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're having a good time and yep. we can continue to do it. Yep. So let's move on and have a full season. And uh, so this is one of four shows? Correct. Yep, so this is numero uno. And then in October, we're doing an Irma Bombeck show. Oh, love Irma Bombeck. Yes, I really, I really think the public is going to love this. Even the younger generations who maybe didn't right. have her columns, you know, magneted yep. up on the refrigerator. Um, it's hilarious. It's also very poignant. Um, lots of people don't know that Irma Bombeck was very involved in the ERA movement. Mm-hmm. So it talks about that a little bit, about how she got into politics a little bit and how she campaigned for the ERA. And it's still like after all these hundred years has never passed. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a funny poignant show that's october and then in december we're doing a musical review okay and again it's probably going to have a little bit more of a variety show Mm -hmm. feel um casey kustak he's going to emcee that one for us great guy yep we're tapping the broadway songbook quite a bit in that one not exclusively Uh but quite a bit um we're going to have some monologues and potentially we're going to bring some other guest artists in that's still in the works but yeah so again kind of a variety feel but largely largely broadway holiday themed or not? Um, no, not okay. really. More Broadway themed. Okay. Yeah, we're probably hitting, I don't know. I think we've got probably 22 songs in the thing at this point. So mostly Broadway, not exclusively, but mostly. Excellent. Yeah. And again, hopefully we're going to p- bring in some song partners and some scene partners, and it's going to have a little monologue work in it. So, yeah. And then to cap off the season? Yep. Um, to cap off the season, then in March, we're doing Ladies Foursome. That is a show... The, the premise is that they're golfing throughout mm-hmm. the show. They're working the golf course, going through the different holes. But um, it really is about friendships and how you don't 
always know your friend's secrets. <laughs> yeah, like you, you don't always know what's behind the facade of your yeah, friend. Right. And, right. So, yeah, and so that's just very much a friendship. That's four women, so a little bit back to maybe what you're used to, maybe a little bit more with us. But, yeah, four women, kind of a golf friendship theme. And uh, we might put a fifth one in there yet, hopefully. I'm Ooh. hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping we're going to have I was going to say, because March, you know, that's fairly early. It is, it is. So I'm hoping. I, I fingers crossed. See, this is where I put my foot in my mouth, and I say too much. No, you're fine. I'm because I, 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 I have faith in you, first of all. <laughs> and uh, Sue Martins uh, used to work with her years ago, yep. so I have faith in her. <laughs> and uh, all the other people that you talk about, I've seen on stage. It's yeah. like, yeah, no problem. Yep. Uh, and all the people you're bringing in now as guests, it's like, yeah, this is solid. Yeah. Uh, so plenty going on. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe a fifth one, maybe in that May time frame. We'll see. Well, I'll but, push you on that one. Then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really want to do it, so we'll see. Do, you know? <laughs> How did you all get started? So, so we just crossed our three-year like anniversary mark mm-hmm. this fall, which is really one of the impetuses behind saying, "What more can we do?" Like, let's ratchet right. it up a little bit. But um, back in 2019, it actually started. Beth Olson and I um, had been to a show at Corson, and on the drive home from Corson, I have no idea what the show was. I can't couldn't tell you. But on the drive home from Corson, we got, you know, lamenting. I like to say about the lack of roles for women women in that Mm -hmm. 50 you know whatever range and you know we kind of looked at each other and you know it was kind of that should we i don't know should we i don't know should we yes we should no we shouldn't i don't know what that was really born on a car ride home and then we um chatted with our friends um julie haddock sour jill johnson they said yes they're all in um we did that first show um, Love, Loss, and What I Wore. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, right in the middle of that first show, we brought Sue Martins in. And yes. it's been the five of us ever well, since. Well, and, and you know, that, if I recall, wasn't that one at uh, the book co-op? We had it a few different places. Yeah, yep. okay. It, it originated, I, I, yep. Yeah, is that where you saw it? That's where we saw it. Okay. But then we moved it to our wine bar for a couple shows after that. And then COVID Which hit. Which I, and you know, frequent now and then. Yes, I heard, <laughs> yes I've heard I've heard you at our wine bar a few times on this show. <laughs> I know Rick and Mary Beth very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, it's just so much fun to, to see that happen. And I just like the attitude that, eh, should we or should we not? You know, if, if the roles aren't there, by God, let's create them. Who's going who's gonna to do it for us, yeah. if not ourselves? What, right. what got you started on kind of doing the, um, you know, just kind of, a, I don't know how to, uh, how would you, how do you describe some of those early shows and your BS show that you had last year? Well, so Love, Loss, and What I Wore, that's a Nora Ephron, Nora and Delia mm-hmm. Ephron show. I mean, that's Harry Met Sally, you know, You've Got Mail, the Ephron sisters. So that was a slam dunk if you're doing an Ephron piece. Um, so Beth found that one. Beth brought that one to the group. Um, it just felt like a natural fit. Um, but then we talked about it for a while. We didn't immediately start putting our own one together, but we talked about it, then we let it alone, then we talked about it, then we came back to it. Um, and finally, I, I had written a bunch of stuff that I brought to a, a meeting one night, and I just said, can we read these? And then other people started writing stuff. Beth has a ton of pieces. Julie has pieces in the show. Everyone has written something in the show. So, again, it just felt so natural. And I think, honestly, in the back of my brain, I'm like, well, again, here's my foot in my mouth. I thought if Nora Ephron can write about her personal experiences, we what certainly can. Yeah. Right, we certainly can. And now I've seen a lot of, sh- I've found a lot of shows that kind of do the same thing. But um, yeah, so, I mean, for those of that, you that don't know, broadly speaking, is pretty autobiographical. <laughs> you know, give, or, give or take, you know, like I say, the names have been changed to protect the guilty. <laughs> but um, it's, it's mostly autobiographical, give or take. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just a, a load of fun. Uh, yeah. So will that be one that maybe becomes a regular throughout uh, the history of your group? I, I think so. I mean, or maybe adapted. Yeah. For, for myself, I'm definitely already working on more BS or whatever it's going to be called. But um, <laughs> yes, I'm definitely already working on some stuff. And I think that's our intention is to do another a follow-up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So as you dream then, you, you got this underway now for a full season. Mm-hmm. What's the next step beyond that? Oh, my goodness. I have I have three years worth of shows that I want to do already. Oh, I mean, if if there were no barriers, for sure, I have three years worth of shows. Um, so there's a few political plays that I'm interested in okay. doing between now and election <laughs> fall 2024. 
Um, I'm even interested in doing a couple of those in rep, potentially. Mm -hmm. Again, if we're saying, you know, there are no boundaries, no barriers. Um, I'm interested in doing those political plays, maybe in rep. Um, You know, I'm dying to do Virginia Woolf. I'm dying to do August Osage. Uh, I'd love to do Fool Fool for Love. Um, and then, you know, that's just me. That's just my brain. What, you know, what did I, what I want to do? There's yeah. Tons of other shows. And you've got uh, other people involved. And uh, 100%. so, so I yeah, we're not going back to single shows. We're pretty this, much full yeah. season from now on. I'm this, pretty sure. This is just going to keep rolling. Right? Yeah, I, I, think I so. feel the snowball yeah. on its way. Yeah. And we're really interested in, in partnering too. Like mm-hmm. again, the, the musical review isn't set in stone yet, but I'm hoping that one of my choreographer friends might bring a dance piece to it. Um, like I said, there's going to be some monologue work, you know, maybe a little scene work. So I'm really interested in being a vehicle for all these other people in town. You know, Ezra, right. we talked about Ezra, I think a little bit, our mutual friend. Um, he's writing some stuff. I would love broadcast to potentially produce his stuff. Right. Um, a playwright up in Aberdeen sent us a script. I would love for broadcast to produce her stuff, potentially. So, yeah, my mind is going to, of course, shows that all of us can be in. And what, who else can we mm-hmm. put out into the spotlight? Well, w- yeah. we'll talk afterward. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. See, you just got to have a conversation and stuff exactly. comes out. Well, and I think that's one of the other great things about our community, uh, and I say it so often, is that it's not a, a butting heads competition. Everybody wants yeah, a piece of the really, pie, yeah. sure, but it's collaborative. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves to collaborate and uh, involve other people and be involved in so many things yeah. and the best part, support yep. everybody else as yeah. well. You know, it was uh, great when you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, you had played at the book co-op. Because that's one of the things that I have noticed over the past five to ten years. All the different venues that are now mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Uh, places for art and entertainment to take place. It just keeps booming yep. and growing. And, uh, yep. you know, my, my podcast really doesn't make much money. <laughs> or do we, Dave? Or do uh, we? But, <laughs> but we're having fun. But what it does do is people will say, oh, so he plays Santa Claus. And so, you know, I make some money that way. I do some uh-huh. production for people. Yep. A lot of different things. And the goal for this year, and we have accomplished it, is to have season tickets, Good Night, Premier Playhouse, Mighty Corson, and Old Town. But now you have season tickets we have at all to season tickets to you. You know, we talked You're, about it. We have, we have talked about it. We're just not just set up. Too, and, yeah, and we and just and got too many irons in the fire, but yeah. we have talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry. We but, will be at every one of them. But you have season <laughs> tickets for all of those. Yes. That was the that goal for this past year incredible. to be able to support the arts. Incredible. Um, and then, you know, as we head toward Christmas time, I'm going to give people a, a great idea. A few years ago, we did this with our, our niche group of friends is instead of buying presents, for everybody each person paid for one particular show for everybody so we went that that year we went in the month of december went to six different shows like within your family nucleus well i call them friends yeah family right right uh friends that are family and we just had a blast doing that we haven't done it because you know everybody's schedules change and so forth and our life changes and some guy decided to start doing a podcast and Got kind of busy with that. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had one gal who came to Love Loss and What I Wore early on, and she brought ten friends as their Christmas wow. present. Yeah, and well that was their done. Christmas present from her. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's such yeah. a great thing to give because it it's a memory and it's an experience. Yes, it's not a tchotchke on a shelf. Yep, it's an experience, right? Yep, tchotchke on a well. Yeah, so you can give that gift bag back then. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I love tchotchkes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> How did how did you get started acting? Oh my goodness! Um, t- truthfully, I know everyone or lots of people say, but truthfully, my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom and dad were both on the board back at, at Playhouse back okay. in back in the good old days, right? The sixties and seventies. Um, kind of Playhouse was really having a heyday at that time, and they were both on the board, and they were both in shows. They took turns being in shows, so that one of them was always home mm-hmm. with uh, us kids. Um, so, yeah, I have many, many memories of running around, you know, the theater while my mom was on stage rehearsing on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, one time we made hundreds of, what's, what's the wine in Arsenic and Old Lace? Elderberry. Elderberry wine. Elderberry. Yeah. yeah. When my I mom made it. hundreds <laughs> of containers of elderberry wine jelly 
that they sold at intermission, <laughs> at intermission. for Arsenic Excellent. and Old Lace. Yeah, so it really is my parents, yeah, fully. Uh, and then I was a YPT what, kid back yeah, in the day. And then where was the point that you said, boy, this acting thing, I really want to do it a lot. Oh, pr- pretty much watching them. Just from watching? Okay. Yeah, well, I was in there, my there first show like at a, Playhouse. Uh, well, I was in my first show at Playhouse when I was 10. Okay. That was through YPT, Young People's mm-hmm. Theater. Um, I was Alice in Wonderland. And yeah, I was, yeah, hooked for sure. Hooked for sure. That applause is hard to, oh. s- it's really hard to walk away from. And, and <laughs> once you get a standing O... Yeah. It's really, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so addictive. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. And I really love, like, I really love the homework. I love doing the homework of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the research. I love digging into the person, if it's a real person, making up a backstory, if it's not mm-hmm. a real person. I really love all that. And speaking of, you did play a real person I this did past play year. Real, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Lombardi. Yeah. Uh, that was can, fun. Fantastic show. And uh, I feel for the people that thought it was just a football show. And yeah. missed out on an incredible performance and production. It was a good show. It was a great, well, it was in a, fact, it was a it, it high won, quality group. Um, you know, uh, Sioux Falls Stage Award uh, for the best, best play. Yeah. yeah. And best director, best Jesse director. Jensen. Jesse, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we even heard a comment then uh, at that because all of the cast then was hooting to the hollering. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, the football crowd. And it's like, oh, you. You heard you, someone say that? Yeah, you missed, you, missed, you missed the best part of it. You heard someone yeah. say that? Yes. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. It was such a relationship show. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. All Ugh. of you did uh, a phenomenal job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was such a fun group, like such a fun group to be with. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of uh, the Premier Playhouse, um, broadly speaking. Yeah. Is one of the two premieres at Premier that's going to take place in late February. It is. We're over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the other one uh, is one that I actually was uh, yep, in I saw the part, part reading of. Yeah. Uh, for Mo Hurley and uh, A Night at the Theater and uh, great stuff. And mm-hmm. but boy, you know, to to be those two that came out of let's see, there was uh, six. Twelve in the beginning. I yeah, think they started yeah, they 12. narrowed it from 12 down to six. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then those six uh, all did uh, just, and I loved the whole situation of it, of, okay, they're all original, one-act plays written by local screenwriters. Very different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you could only have a maximum of two rehearsals for it. Correct. And we only yeah. did one, actually. We only did one as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we only did one. Uh, so, you know, just the way that it takes place and then you just go in, you don't have any props, you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, any stage directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was fun. You, you, you read what the stage directions would be and it was just such a, a great thing. Yeah. Uh, and a great response to it. And so we hope to see more of that, uh, continue. Me too. Me too. What, what's the role you have not played? Did you hint at it earlier? In I did, okay. but there's many, there's yeah. many. Yeah. Right. Well, spill it then. I really, really want to do Virginia Jim Woolf. Wolf, yeah. Jesse Jensen, no pressure. <laughs> really want to do Virginia Woolf. I really want to do August Osage. Mm-hmm. I really want to do Fool for Love. Yeah. Well, you've got them. That's, I love it that you have that, you know, because some people all ask that question. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, but there's yeah. just, how can I pick one? But yeah. at least you gave them labels. If and, there's drinking and smoking and swearing and things being throw on, <laughs> thrown on stage, you from your seat in the audience will know I'm in heaven. Yeah. Yes, that's my kind of part. Oh, look, it's Liz Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love those parts. Those are my favorite by far. You know, isn't it uh, ironic? A, a lot of people do. Um, you know, they, they really enjoy something opposite of what their actual personality is. Hmm, I'm not sure I can say that about me. Oh, <laughs> come on. I do swear occasionally. <laughs> oh. I didn't mean that you don't do those things, but, you know, here you are. Present right. yourself as just a, a fun-loving, having a great time, talking about theater, etc. And, and you want to play about that throwing part. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just like, you know, right now I happen to be a, a semi-regular on Late Night Boomin'. I need to see that. Yes. That's and, totally and on my list yeah. i just haven't quite i play mr potter so is that a recurring role for yes you? it is uh and uh mr aren't potter they going is, on tv i thought i saw they were yeah. going on tv they started uh, this past weekend they did. on saturday nights at nine o'clock on fox 
and then at midnight following Saturday Night Live. And is that going to be a recurring thing? Yes, it is. And Mr. Potter yeah. is a recurring role for Mr. you Potter on that recurring thing. Mr. Potter is a recurring thing. role. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Potter. That's the you know, dream right there, Dave. Yeah, M Mr. Potter. You know, uh, many that watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life know that Mr. Potter was the cranky old uh, bank examiner. That uh, is you know, that the idea behind your part? Yes, except oh. as as producer of the show, and it's quite hilarious. Okay, because I you know watch it. you've got these uh, two young punks, uh, and you know one of the first times I'm on, they have me in a wheelchair, and I roll on. I got the blanket over my legs and everything. And, uh, talk about well, one I invented film. <laughs> so everything, the comparison of modern technology to the things, and then you know he comes up with these slogans for advertisers as to what they should be named and referred to as. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and it's, it's a good time. Remind me when we're done. I have yeah. to write it down. Yep. I have to see it. <laughs> they, they have a, they're doing It's a half-hour episode. But actually, when you go in, if you go to one of their live recordings, uh, you're probably going to get two, maybe three episodes while you're there. Oh, yeah, gotcha. The way they edit it down to yep. fit it for TV and so forth. And just a riot but again like what a cool brainchild right yeah and you know that's yeah. that's the thing is the fact that uh, there are so many other things going on think of all the small you know we talked about the different venues but think of all yep. the different small theater groups we have now mm -hmm. uh you know good night theater yep. uh and you know they're not even so small anymore oh yeah no uh and then uh, monstrous yep. uh theater and and so forth and now and we have storytellers anonymous yes yep. yeah but mm -hmm. of course uh yep. <laughs> it just keeps growing and it's mm -hmm. so fun to see and i I think one of the other things that I uh, really enjoy is when people talk about, well, I went to such and such, I went to Augie, I went to USF, I went to USD, I went to uh, Southwest Minnesota, mm -hmm. which I did. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, you know, uh, back when I was in college, if somebody were going into theater and they were trying <laughs> to, you know, stay involved in it, they weren't sticking around Sioux Falls, yeah. even uh, Omaha. Uh, or a place. It was Twin Cities. Yeah, it was at Twin minimum. Cities yeah. at minimum. Yeah. Hopefully Chicago, New York, or L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. I just said L.A. instead of Los Angeles. Do you That's, not want to say L.A.? I, I don't get it. I, I am uh, not a huge believer that everything in the world has to be abbreviated. Oh, or, gotcha. or nicknamed. Gotcha. Yeah. So no yeah. NYC for you? No. Gotcha. No. I will say the Big Apple, though, because okay. I'm a huge fan of jazz. And that's where the term came from. Yep. Yeah, so that I will do. Okay, I'm putting it up here in my <laughs> noggin. You do not like abbreviations. Oh, and then there is, um, oh, what do all the kids say now? And what not. You don't like to, you don't like to say I'm that? I'm not a big one of and what not. And what not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in the <laughs> noggin. I'm putting it in there. Gotcha. Excellent. All right. In the meantime, <laughs> let's uh, recap in terms of yeah. uh, the season for broadcast theater. Kicks off Friday night, Saturday night with the, the first show. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing the variety in this one uh, and all the people that you've mentioned that are in mm -hmm, it because mm -hmm. everybody is a, a top notch performer. It's a pretty, pretty heavy hitting group. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're uh, good in that respect uh, for one night standards uh -huh. give us the times the place how we get tickets etc yep so um friday saturday september 16th and 17th 7 p.m but there are as we mentioned earlier adult beverages mm -hmm. being served so feel free to come before seven uh vintage events you can find a link to it on our facebook page so tickets are at eventbrite but also okay. an easy way is to go to right. our facebook page broadcast theater and link from there um, vintage events again, north on Minnesota till you dead end, dead end at North 60th. Mm -hmm. Hang a left for two seconds, hang a right on North Ditch Road, and you're there. Excellent. Yes. Looking forward to that. All right. Final question, which oh uh, sometimes is two, but uh, most often gets answered in one. Okay. When you're not part of the arts and entertainment world, what do you like to be entertained by? Hmm. What do I like to be entertained by? So I'll say um, I love British TV, uh -huh. and I love, I love Lucy. My son and I used to watch when he was right. very small. We watched I Love Lucy and Carol Burnett all the time. Oh. Um, keeping up with appearances. I love that. Yep. I love the Judy Dench show. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, no, I can't think of it. Yeah, I love British did TV. You, did you ever watch uh, Are You Being Served? 
No, oh, I don't think so. That was a classic British TV show. Ab Fab, wasn't that another one? Yep, yeah, Ab that's Fab's another a good one. one. Yeah, I love British TV. Um, and I will say my new favorite feature is the notes thing on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly getting ideas. True. I, I never really knew what that notes thing was for. Yeah. And now, like I well, pull over all the time and write down a monologue idea or whatever. Dave and I talked about this. That's a good idea for something. Well, yeah. I, I do that in terms of comedy bits. Uh, and then also, um, I love the voice memo because oh, I, don't really uh, use that. I, I do some voice acting. Uh-huh. And so then when I'm doing a voice and it's like, I better get that one down. I'll pull it out. Right. And I'll, I'll give the character a name, a backstory and so forth. And now it's in your phone. And now it's on the phone. So then, you know, at some point. If uh, somebody says, well, I really need this type of character and so forth, right. I'll go back and... Uh, and then can you send it to them that way? Oh, yeah. I'm super low-tech. Well, I'm super low-tech. That I actually would edit. Oh. <laughs> Polish it up. Not me, but yeah. you'd edit that. All right. All right. <laughs> you don't need editing, I do, Nancy. I do. Dave. <laughs> I, I frequently do, yes. All right. So we, we talked about uh, entertainment and so forth, but any other hobbies? Um, well, I don't do either one enough, but I do love to be outside. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a new hydrangea nut. I've planted like gazillion hydrangeas this year. And, um, and I do love to work out. I know like doesn't necessarily look like it, but oh. <laughs> I, I love to work out when I can. And I love being outside when I can. Fantastic. Yeah. Nancy Tapkin from Broadcast Theater. Thank you so much. That's Appreciate so your time. Awesome. Thank you, Dave, well, for I'm, having me. I'm, I'm have a feeling we'll do it again. Cool. All righty. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. The Dave Holly Hour. Like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, everybody. You know it's always a pleasure when I get the chance to introduce you to, well, somebody you've probably heard of because he's uh, one of the uh, better-known artists in the Sioux Empire, Joe Schaefer, first-time guest on the Dave Holly Hour. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Doing well also. Thanks to you spending some time. Uh, we're going to get to know each other a little bit better here and to talk about your art, types of things that inspire you, etc., etc. So what have you been working on lately? Right now, I'm working on a piece that's going to go into a gallery show in Minneapolis. Oh, um, nice. Gallery's called Hair and Nails. Um, and so they reached out maybe a month and a half ago and asked if I wanted to participate in a, a group painting show. So there'll be um, a handful of artists all painting 40 by 60s, mostly Minneapolis artists, but um, some regional ones as well. So Yeah, but you know, 40 by 60, you, you do some large works, don't you? I do. Uh, some of the fun things that I love watching on your Instagram uh, page include the uh, the ones that you did at the pavilion sure. for the live paintings and so forth. And then there's another one I can tell you're in socks <laughs> <laughs> and kind of quickly uh, moving. Do you get a workout when you do that then too? I do. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why I paint so large too is I really enjoy just the physicality of oh, it. Yeah. Um, and so most of the paintings start on the floor just because I need to be able to apply enough pressure with the mop that I use to mm-hmm. apply like a thick you know, line stroke and that requires some pressure and it's kind of hard to do on the wall. So it's much better to do, um, on the ground beneath me. So they usually start in the ground and that's, can be a tedious process when you're going in with like more, uh, you know, thinner line work, but yeah, a uh, much less, uh, much less drippage. Right. I would imagine. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't want that in there. So when did you say, Hey, you know what I need to do? I need to get out this really huge canvas, uh, pour a bunch of paint and use a mop for a brush. Yeah. When did that start? So in 2016, um, I was working for an ad agency in town and uh, decided that I wanted to go back to school. And so um, I started my graduate studies at 
University of South Dakota in fall of 2016. Um, and I think it was 2017. I took a, a painting course and, um, you know, didn't have too many expectations going into it. I had been mm-hmm. doing some small, more graphic oriented drawings, like still abstract, right. but much more cleaner. You could definitely tell like it was done by the hand of a graphic designer. And so I thought that this would be a good opportunity to maybe let loose a bit and, uh, use some different media, maybe, um, change up the visual aesthetic. And so, I started making these really small paintings and brought them to class one day and they got some traction from some of my peers and the professor. And one of my peers said, I want to see this, but like massive. And I have something (laughs) about that comment stuck in my head. And I said, okay, well, let's do it. Here we come. Yeah, let's do it. I didn't know how to stretch a canvas that large. I didn't really know (laughs) what I was doing, but I just wanted to do it. So I did it and, you know. That was the start of it, really. Well, I am always, uh, first of all, intrigued by abstract. I, I think it's just such a, a beautiful art form uh, because everybody gets a different meaning out of it. And, uh, you know, like uh, there's one of yours, and they go, oh, man, that, that's like a fish that has just one big wiggly tooth that's trying yeah. to bite something. And then I'll look at something else and go, wow, this is so cool. And you paint about anything, too. You know, you, you paint uh, drawers for chests. You, you paint... Yeah. Uh, tables and uh, chairs yep yeah there's a a fascination with my uh my motives in wanting to see the work in different media Mm -hmm. so that could be furniture it could be clothing um right now i'm working on more digital translations of the painting so now they're sort of you know my my trade my background is in graphic design Mm -hmm. graphic designer so now i'm starting to implement things back into the computer so it's this idea of what did the paintings look like translated in different media, whether it's digital, and then can they make their way back in the paintings? So that's what I'm working on now. That's what that group show will include is one of the first pieces that I've done where I've inserted digital production back into the paintings and then merged them with the more intuitive nature of them. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's just continued experimentation. I want to know where you get your creativity. What is the mindset when you step in to do a live painting or you step into a studio and you just start going because... Um, you know, most people kind of go, we'll draw a line here. Where should the next one go? You're doing things in split seconds. Yeah. Um, my design practice is focused. There is a visual intensity to the design work. Um, and it's much more calculated and precise, right? You're, you're clicking a mouse. Things take hours and hours and hours, right? To refine and through that process, getting a product that's hopefully appropriate for your client um, and something that you can be happy with as well. Well, Mm -hmm. the paintings are sort of a, uh, not a rejection of that, but they're the ability to be able to step out of the computer, put a different tool in your hand that still has sort of a graphic component to it when applied to another media. But this is all about looseness, speed, immediacy. Um, All of the things, all of the motions that I'm creating on the canvas are still inherently informed by those principles of design, right? So I sort of have my own visual acuity. Now it's about just letting go and letting it rip, essentially. (laughs) Um, And just like the rules in a design brief dictate the decisions you make within the design process, the black and white in the paintings essentially create the rules for the rest of the painting. Mm -hmm. And so I prefer that to come out very intuitively and gesturally because it surprises me when I finish it, right? And so then I take a step back then I begin to apply color and then it gets a little more calculated than that, but there's still some intuitive nature that gets applied during that process as well. But that's, that's what I enjoy about the painting, especially large scale. So is this your outlet? In some ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm at a point now where it feels like I need it. You know, I need mm-hmm. to have painting on the side it, to not have it would feel like something's missing. And I didn't know something was missing creatively in my life until I started painting. And so now it's, you know, teaching design, practicing design for clients, and then uh, painting practice. And so it's it was sort of three in circulation that have given me like a creative balance in some sense. Not that it's ever perfect in any one of those disciplines, but it's always this sort of constant fluctuation, um, which I like, you know. Who was original artist that uh, you inspired you that made you go down this path? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I get in one per interview. Yeah, well, I think, you know, some of the, the old masters, you know, the abstract expressionists, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Franz Klein, um, Joan Miro. I have a Joan Miro uh, 
Walker Museum poster in my uh, in my office behind me behind my desk. Um, those are some of the originals, and then you know some more contemporary. Like Taylor White is is a guy that I admire. He's out of Virginia, but he's represented in most like New York galleries, which is I like people that are successful artists that aren't necessarily based in New York. They're finding success right. from their own place. Um, yeah. So it's not just about the work. It's also about the ambition, the lifestyle, the ethic, the work ethic, you know? So those are all things that make a difference in what I'm looking at, you know? All right. So a graphic designer background, um, at what point, uh, you know, when you started the, the art, um, it, it doesn't sound like you painted right away. Yeah. I mean, I, so that, that class was when I first started painting. Yeah. Like, and that was 2017. So okay. from 2017 to today, right? But, I've been painting. But prior to that, were you a, a doodler, a, a sketcher? Yeah, I mean, doodling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, like I said, I was making some graphic-oriented drawings that were still abstract, but much more um, structured. They had much more structure to them, and so that painting course was sort of the catalyst into letting go of that and just loosening it up. How know? surprised are you with your work? When you sit back and reflect upon it, uh, first of all, you know, each individual piece that you do, but then mm -hmm. you look back now and go, okay, you know, it's been pretty good over the past five years. Yeah, I'm very grateful and fortunate to be in the position I'm in now, especially with my wife and I were lucky enough to get into a house last summer and the lower level was partially unfinished. And I, oh, I converted that into a Let's gallery. Let's make a studio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, gallery slash studio. And so I've just been working away. And, you know, I'll usually the reflection happens when I'm getting stuff ready to either post on Instagram or, like, update my website. And you just sort of look through the library of stuff that you've made. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I've, I've been productive. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like something will always – there's always something new I want to make, you know, so – Right now, I'm looking into producing a 3D sculpture. That's like a 3D interpretation of some of the configurations found in my painting. So there's always something that's popping in that that excites me, you know? So um, it's just about continuing investigation and uh, and taking opportunities too, yeah. you know? Um, so, so you have that on the mind, but uh, what about an object you have not painted yet? Hmm. What's out there that Joe Schaefer says... Boy, I really want to put some paint on this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I just finished a coffee table, which I've been wanting to do for a while. Which is awesome, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate that. Love that one. Um, man, I actually I have not thought about what the next thing I want to paint is. Other than I think the sculpture thing is the next up right. thing. Um, maybe I think the next thing is maybe a clothing line that is either a line of like sweatshirts or button-up shirts or something but something where i want them to be embroidered so it'll be like a gestural drawing mm -hmm. but it'll be all embroidery on the shirt and not one of the sizes in the size run will be the same so oh, you get a small like you get a it. large they're going to be different designs yeah um, what about a 2x a, a real 2x we could do a 2x okay yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> there's your first customer right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's probably the next thing is back to clothing because I I like I want things to be accessible for people that want to either support me or or like the work and they want to own some of it. Um, that's that's partially why I do like the chair, the the coffee table. It's right. like, well, if you can't fit a eight foot painting in your house, like maybe you can have a chair in the corner yeah, so and it, say, it sets like an equal tone to. My wife has already said we have no space left on the walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another reason is, you know, just translating it into other formats that people can enjoy in it. And it, I think it makes sense to people, right? The utility of it, uh, a coffee table or a chair or right. something. Um, and so it sort of merges or creates that intersection between design and art, you know, so. All right. So we were talking about uh, it uh, being abstract art earlier and the fact that everybody gets their own idea about what it is. When you've finished a painting and you look at it, I'm guessing you have a thought. Uh, when you come back and take a look at it again, you know, months later, mm. is it a different thought? Yes. I, there are, so 
we have a painting in our living room and I continue to find new things in it uh-huh. as I'm just sitting there. Um, and that's exciting to me, you know, cause they're, they're gestural intuitive drawings. They're not, they're not necessarily coming with any thought quote unquote, you know, as I'm making them. Um, and so, and, and it'll happen where I, I've made the initial drawing and I, I just hate it. And <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta walk away. And then I'll come back the next day and be like, oh, this is not that bad. All right, yeah. <laughs> I can work with this. Um, and so, you know, that, that happens too. And, and then there's this moment too when you create on the ground. Um, the black and white drawing will get created on the ground. For example, if it's a, you know, eight by seven or some eight by six, I'll stretch it after the black and white drawing. So I'll put it on a canvas after mm-hmm. and then I'll put it on the wall. There's this thing that happens too, this exciting thing when you put it onto the wall and you see it on a different plane, changes the painting completely. Um, and so there's these little like moments of excitement in the process too that I enjoy, uh, and that you know rejuvenates and keeps you going. And because sometimes paintings can be, they can be tricky to especially to enter and exit them and then continue and finish. So it's nice to have little moments of excitement yeah. in that process. Um, you know. Okay, so you know most of us when we think of painting, we see somebody that's doing some acrylics or some oils um, or watercolors. When you're doing a project like that, what type of paint do you use? And do you buy it in gallons? <laughs> yeah, it depends on the, well, it depends on the scale. Um, but I use a variety. So mm-hmm. ink, oil, acrylic, spray paint are the primary medias. Now, mixing acrylic with oil can be a little tricky. In the drying process, you got to make sure that you're doing things in order or you're or they're not touching each other otherwise the Mm. oil paint will start to crack so you have to be thoughtful about what exactly you're going to do in that approach if you're going to do like a mixed media or something like that um i really like oil i just think there's a sort of a creaminess to it that you can't quite get with acrylic although some acrylics out there now are, are pretty good but um yeah there's just something about oil does take more time to dry so you got to be more patient with it but i mean i don't i don't buy painting gallons you know i buy like the normal size okay, tubes yeah. and it, uh, I guess usually, now it's like tubes every painting you know yeah. so it's like <laughs> a lot of tubes every painting but you know it's, it's and, and when you go buy the mops uh, is that at an art store or do you go to ace hardware yeah i got the mops it's a paint trim mop actually so really? it's like meant to like okay. trim at the top yeah. yeah and i just like the textural quality that it gives um, so I get the, I think it's a nine inch, you can get a six inch or a nine inch mop there. So I'll buy those and then, um, I'll buy the ink at a, like a spray paint right. store, online store. Um, so I'll use the ink for that. But so when you go in and buy those mops, uh, like especially the first time that you did that, then, um, were they in the store going, Oh, what you're going to paint or, and, and do they now go, Oh, what you're creating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think a couple times people have been like, oh, wow, this is a pretty large. I was like, yeah, it's for painting. And they're like, oh, like in the walls in your house. I was like, no, fine art painting. So it's like this continual uh, layered thing of what I'm doing with it. But, you know. Uh, so how you, you've been doing this for five years. Uh, you know, I always talk about like the, the last 10 to 20 years, especially mm. in Sioux Falls, how the arts and entertainment uh, has just boomed. Um, you know, the sculpture walk has been uh, 20 plus years now and, and uh, all these different things. The places where you can put a painting, hang a painting, the painting we're seeing, you know, on uh, murals, uh, everything along that line. What are you most excited about in how this town has grown in the arts? I'm excited for the possibility for young people to inspired to stay here with all of the energy being created here and it's not just from you know it's not just fine art or anything like i mean musically and you know there's just a tremendous amount of creative energy happening right now and i keep i keep telling people my age that we don't really have there aren't a whole lot of people that we can look at that still live in sioux falls that were our like kind of creative legacies from either a fine art or a design standpoint necessarily and I think we're living in a time right now where those people are going to be those creative legacies who are going to stay here. And they'll right. be the sort of the, the people to look up to for younger generations to come. Um, because I think now 
that environment is being fostered consistently enough where people will stay here and they'll they'll maintain they'll help maintain and then inspire a new generations so when i see all the creative art opportunities happening fine art design anything um it makes me happy it makes me excited that i think people that are our age are here to stay like a good chunk of them um and that they can make a right a living here exactly doing you know, and, something and, uh, that's that's pertaining to all forms of arts and entertainment in this town in fact, uh, the previous uh, interview in today's show, Nancy Tapkin um, from Broadcast Theater, uh, we got to talking about the fact that, you know, it used to be if somebody went to uh, Augie, USF, SDSU, USD, uh, Southwest Minnesota for theater, um, they had to set their aspirations on Minneapolis, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. Now they can set them on Sioux Falls. And, and that's just so refreshing to see. And, uh, you know, I grew up uh, down in Rock Rapids and, um, you know, it would come up here uh, when I was a kid and so forth, and you'd go to some events, things along that line, but there really wasn't much in, in terms of an art scene, you know, that uh, was literally, you know, seen uh, by people. There, I'm sure there always have been great artists in town, but now people have the opportunity because there's so many different places uh, that they can show that work, uh, more galleries, uh, and then, you know, the opportunity for so many to also make it into the pavilion is just huge. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, and plus uh, the Sidewalk Arts Festival just keeps blowing numbers out of the water every year. And it's just a, a great thing that we have going. What do you think is going to be most important in keeping it going so that those young kids can be the ones that to carry it on? Um, people keep supporting. Yeah. Um, and I think the the visual literacy needs to continue um you know there, <laughs> there's people all over that will look at my paintings and be like oh i can make that or, you know <laughs> you know what i mean it, you get that thing right um and that's that's totally fine um yep. but as time goes on and there's consistency and you start or one starts to make work and they're doing it um in a way that is humble and is starting conversations and is through that process that you're getting to know people, mm -hmm. uh, meet people, you'll find support and the support is vital to the arts. I mean, by art, within the fine art, you know, I mean, that's in the end, that's what it's about, you know, so that's not what it's about, but in terms of support, um, buying art is like the best thing you could do. True. Uh, it does, so many more things than just putting money into an artist's pocket. Yeah. It psychologically does a lot of things to an artist when you buy from them. Yeah. Um, you get to know them and it signals to them that they should keep going because someone likes it. Uh, so it valid, it, it does a lot of validating true. as well, which is important. In fact, uh, right now, I don't know if I can think of an art piece we have on our wall that wasn't local. Uh, because it's just we we keep running into people and, and finding new artists and yep. uh, it's just such such a great thing and uh, you know like uh, Crystal Richards mm. um, does the uh, ink paintings and so forth and then also does them on mugs and cups and everything else now and it's like okay well yeah, I can get that too it's fantastic it's, yeah it's just fun stuff absolutely uh, and uh, do you remember the first painting you sold? Other than my parents. Uh, let's see. <laughs> God uh, bless family. Let me see. What was the first painting? <laughs> Actually, I think it was my, I think it was my uncles. They live in Palm Springs. Okay. They, they bought a painting and then they commissioned a painting, a nine uh, or eight foot painting. Yeah. That I had to ship out to Palm Springs. Commission work is excellent, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because that's, that's really validation. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm, I want something, but I want Joe Schaefer yeah. to do this for me. Yeah, and that, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, most people that have approached me have just said, maybe they'll say, oh, we like these paintings. Mm -hmm. So it gives me a signal. Okay, they, they like that approach that I took there. Um, but there haven't been, I don't think anyone has given me any sort of like boundaries or told me uh -huh. to do something that I don't do. And oh. that's, I think maybe that's rare. I, I don't know. I've talked to other artists and they're like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> very no, often. You're not so, going to. 
you're not going to change your style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been, I think I've been pretty fortunate with folks that have approached me and, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's all about the relationships to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all about the hospitality too. You know, if someone commissions a painting, it's not like just dropped off, you know, like I come personally, drop it off, I install it for them. Mm -hmm. I make sure every, you know, I'm the gallery director at USF too. So I, (laughs) I know the whole like thing and I, I understand. The right lighting and everything else. Yeah. And, and I think too, working with them, if they're wanting it to go in a space somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that it's an appropriate area, it's like, Oh, okay, maybe we could do something there. And so it's really about making sure they feel comfortable and then, you know, that everything done is done properly on my behalf to make sure that they feel as though they're, they're getting the, the product they deserve. Right. Yeah. Has there been a strange request that you had to turn down because it wasn't up your alley? I mean, a couple here and there, but it was more, um, it was more, it just didn't feel like the right fit or yeah. what, but, but would always think of people that may, it may be appropriate for, you know, whether it's a different discipline type or a different approach, maybe, you know, usually it's a, Hey, thanks for thinking of me. I don't think this, uh, quite aligns with what I want to be doing, but here's some artists that I think, you know, may find it interesting and, uh, it may align with. So always trying to just like push, you know, another artist or something, if it doesn't work out for me, trying to give them yeah. another solution if I can't be it. So, yeah. uh, and, uh, where can people see your work right now? Um, let's see. There was a painting in the pavilion recently mm-hmm. in the um, Sioux Falls Symphony show that they had. Okay. I, I think that just got taken down. Um, you can go to the um, Silver Star Car Wash headquarters Okay. on Minnesota. That's one of the more recent commissions. They commissioned mm-hmm. three pieces to go in their space. So there's one wow. in their boardroom. And I mean... Technically, you could just walk in there and see it, but uh, it's, pub- <laughs> it's public, technically. Well, we pay up 38 bucks a month so we can wash our car Yeah, time, that's right. So we'll uh, go. <laughs> and that's the one we go to. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's probably one of the more recent ones. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, so we'll have a faculty show at USF at the end of this month. Um, that'll feature myself as well as my colleagues. And so you'll see some excellent there. Yeah, we look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if somebody does want to uh, commission you, how do they get a hold of you and what should they be looking for online? Yeah, they can just either DM me on Instagram mm-hmm. or um, my website is on my Instagram. They can go to joeshafer.work and that's that's my website. They can contact me through there too. So Fantastic. All right. And I have the feeling it's going to be Great things even further down the line for you, young man. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. All right. Now, of course, so we do have a, a couple of questions we end with. Uh, when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Boy, it's pretty, I mean, I'm pretty open. Anything in the arts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll go to a music show, um, whether it's local or regional. Um what else? I mean, my wife and I enjoy outdoor activities, traveling, uh, more so now, I suppose, than the, <laughs> the past few years. And then, you know, I like staying active. I mean, a yeah. gym every day. And, you know, I oh, mentioned the physicality of the paintings. <laughs> That's part of the reason I think why I like it so much is that I, I try to utilize like all facets of yeah. my body, especially in the gym, you know. So I think that's that's another thing I really enjoy doing got to make sure i do that any any other hobbies beyond that um boy so the hobby question is always interesting because you could totally say that like the paintings and all that are my hobbies but they're Mm -hmm. just they're just part of my life and so i don't really have any hobbies Yeah, that's more of an avocation yeah Yeah. i mean i i I don't really have any hobbies because those are those takes up enough time yeah. yeah yeah um or it's just i mean honestly it's just like hanging out with my wife I mean, uh, that's just in spending time with each other good answer yeah all right joe Schaefer. it's been a pleasure thank you so much thanks for taking some time to be on the dave holly hour thank you for having me
My pleasure. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Your time's up. Thanks again to my great guests, Nancy Tapkin and Joe Schaefer. Thanks to The Source on North Phillips, where both of those conversations were recorded this past weekend and into early part of this week. Uh, also, thank you. Your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, it continues to grow as much as this show does. If you haven't done so so far, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All 147 episodes can be found online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.